This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, April 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. Early budget actions for ag. Job killer bills advance. Private funding boosts climate research and lawmakers seek billions for climate efforts. Lawmakers approve urgent budget actions. The legislature approved a package of early action budget bills yesterday, including a $536 million wildfire plan. The provision also included $24 million for CDFA's Housing for Harvest program to shelter farm workers exposed to COVID-19 and $3 million for technical assistance to underserved farmers impacted by the pandemic. Not only is a direct aid essential, but so is the support of trusted and experienced partner organizations to assist farmers in navigating the myriad of state and federal COVID relief programs, said Paul Towers. He's executive director of the Community Alliance with Family Farmers in response to the package. Job killer bills on bereavement and family leave advance. Lawmakers recently debated two labor bills on Cal Chambers' annual list of, quote, job killers. Assembly Bill 95 would expand unpaid bereavement leave. Assemblymember Evan Lowe of Santa Clara County said the measure would help families coping with the loss of loved ones during the pandemic. During the hearing, Lowe was emphatic that the leave would be unpaid. Yet Cal Chamber policy advocate Ashley Hoffman said that unpaid leave can still cost employers thousands of dollars to compensate for an absent worker. Hoffman argued the bill would hurt businesses at a difficult time, and the most employers already have policies for this or find ways to accommodate for the time off. She listed the many new leave policies that have passed since the start of the pandemic. Two rounds of supplemental paid sick leave, paid leave under a Cal OSHA emergency standard, and an expansion of sick leave to provide care for a family member. Republican Assembly Member Heath Flora of Ripon worried the bill would lead to predatory lawsuits, while Assembly Member Lorena Gonzalez of San Diego said the measure should go further by including small businesses as well. California Farm Bureau supported Cal Chambers' arguments against the measure. Hoffman shared similar concerns over a bill that would expand the definition of a family member for family and sick leave. The proposal would include individuals not related by blood. This includes a friend, a neighbor, a member of the LGBTQI community who can prove their dependency with a doctor's note, explained Assemblymember Buffy Wicks of Oakland. Ag groups call for bipartisan infrastructure package with rural focus. A coalition of hundreds of food and ag groups say any infrastructure package passed by Congress and signed by the president should garner support from both parties and recognize the unique needs of farm country. In a statement yesterday, the Rebuild Rule Coalition, which counts more than 250 organizations in its membership, said the Biden administration's $2.7 trillion infrastructure package offers a good starting point for discussions with Congress. As they work through negotiations, we strongly encourage a bipartisan approach that considers the unique needs of rural infrastructure and sets aside specific funding for rural communities, the group said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. 
PepsiCo pouring $5 million into ag climate research. Pepsi Company is giving a big boost to efforts by the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research and U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action to reduce greenhouse gases in agriculture, donating $5 million to a Euro partnership now rebranded as Ag Mission. FFAR and USFRA have already invested over $50 million in projects advancing research efforts to reduce greenhouse gases from agriculture and are actively seeking matching funds from outside partners to accelerate and expand the program, a FFAR spokesman tells AgriPulse. The full scope of the anticipated effort is estimated at $200 million. Why it matters? Well, similar to the Human Genome Project, Ag Mission envisions an expansive public-private partnership that will be grounded in technology, research, farmer participation, and worldwide data sharing, said FFAR Executive Director Dr. Sally Rocky. One project being funded by the partnership is the National Academy of Sciences study to identify how to best implement specific emission-reducing ag practices. Lawmakers propose billions for conservation. Lawmakers are reintroducing legislation that would pump billions of dollars into Farm Bill conservation programs that could help farmers reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The lawmakers want to get the money included in a massive climate and infrastructure package that Democrats are developing now. The lead sponsors are Senator Cory Booker, a New Jersey Democrat who joined the Senate Agriculture Committee this year, and Representative Abigail Spanberger, a Virginia Democrat. She chairs the House Agriculture Subcommittee that oversees conservation programs. Booker said in order to address the urgent and existential threat posed by climate change, we must have funding for all these programs included in comprehensive climate change legislation this year. And why it matters? Well, among other things, the bill would increase mandatory funding for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program from $1.75 billion back in 2019 to $7 billion a year by 2024, the new funding targeted to climate stewardship practices. Similarly, the Conservation Stewardship Program would also increase to $7 billion, up from the $700 million it received in 2019. The bill would nearly double the size of the Conservation Reserve Program, raising its limit to 40 million acres. President Joe Biden's $2.7 trillion infrastructure package only has a relatively small amount of money for agriculture and climate, including a billion dollars earmark for the vague purpose of ag resource management. And by the way, Biden said during a meeting with lawmakers yesterday, he was serious about negotiating with Republicans on the bill. USDA rolls out produce boxes for food banks. USDA is expanding offerings to food banks under the Emergency Food Assistance Program to include boxes of fresh fruit and vegetable boxes. The department based the move on feedback received at recent listening sessions. Stacy Dean, USDA's Deputy Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services, says the food banks have asked that we support them with more fresh produce. So we're excited to provide a new fresh produce box to states for their network of food banks. The TFAT packages will be 10 to 12 pounds and are expected to have a shelf life of between 7 and 10 days. Here's today's He Said It. I'm a bleeding heart liberal. 
Some of the stuff you said brings tears to my eyes, but are we producing the results that we find so desirable? That's Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont at a hearing that scrutinized state spending incentives for zero-emission vehicles. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, April 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.